Hello everyone, this is John from Ball Caps and Bagpipes, alongside my uh, co-host Jason there. Say hello Jason. Hello everyone, good to see you tonight or uh, afternoon or wherever you might be. Thanks to those of you who have joined us live, including Stephen Loudon, who says uh, hello Jason. Uh, Stephen doesn't give a damn about me, evidently, but he says hello Jason. Uh, hello Stephen, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is the first of uh, two interviews tonight. Uh, we're joined by an excellent artist called Jose Seja. Jose, would you like to say hello? Hello everyone, nice to meet everybody. So yeah, you're, part of, you're one of the uh, over 75 artists involved uh, with the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum uh, art fundraiser that's coming up. Uh, First off, would you like to tell us about your baseball background as uh, in general? Uh, did you play growing up, and if so, to what level? I did. I did. Uh, I started in Little League, about 10 years old. So from Little League all the way throughout uh, high school. I uh, played maybe one summer of college ball. And that's about it as far as, like, really school and organized ball. I played a little bit outside uh, independent leagues here and there. Uh, <clears throat> went through a few injuries, and once my second daughter was born, I had to had to take a little break, and haven't been back since. But and she's she's four now, so hopefully we'll get back into it sooner or later. Sounds they like both, a familiar uh, story. <laughs> yeah, I have two two daughters. They both play softball, so I coach them. So I'm kind of living through them now. Excellent. But yeah, so yeah, I've I've been a big baseball guy for a long time. So where are you from, Jose? Do you have a major league team that you follow? Yeah, uh, Angels are my team. I'm, I'm right around the corner from them. I was born in Anaheim, uh, California. So been in here my whole life. So, so on a, a scale of 1 to 10, how adamant are you then that it's the Anaheim Angels and not the Los Angeles Angels? It will be Anaheim in my eyes forever. <laughs> Come on, it's the California uh, Angels. It's always going to be the California Angels. <laughs> right? I don't mind California either, but yeah, it's, it will never be LA Angels for me, that's for sure. So tell us about your favorite baseball memories then from growing up. Game? Um, honestly, games that stand out are... I, I was there for the the no-hitter that Felix Pena threw after the passing of Tyler Skaggs. Right. That was just amazing. That's probably the top, top three. Um, another top game that I remember has actually nothing to do with the Angels. It was Angel Stadium, but it was – my dad actually was able to get me tickets right behind the visitor's – on deck circle, and we got to go see the Chicago White Sox. And I'm, I was a huge uh, Frank Thomas Big Hurt fan. He was like my idol. So I was able to see him for the first time in person. Guy was huge, humongous. Uh, so I, I still remember that like it was yesterday. Brilliant. Um, on that, uh, do you have anything to ask Jason on that particular side of things? You, you mentioned that uh, that you uh, played ball in high school and college. What what position did you play? Um, mostly in high school, I played outfield. Right. Outfield, a little bit of third base and first base. And then after high school, I started pitching, and that's when I tore up my arm. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> See, yeah. you must throw hard because I'm known as like the Jamie Moyer of the Scotland League because I don't think I can break 60 miles per hour, but I can throw 400 balls a day, no problem. So, yeah. so, no, so you're I, 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 harder than I am. <laughs> a little bit probably harder than 60, but not too much more, no. I just didn't take care of it, so. Um, I can confirm that uh, Jason there is the Scottish Jamie Moyer and uh, his curveball gave me nightmares back in the day. Fortunately, I played with Jason more than I played against okay. him. But, uh, okay. yeah, always always tough to face. So those uh, those softer throwers are always the, the worst to, to, to yes. pop on the mound because, you know, you're expecting fastball, you get something more like a change-up. Yeah. I fastball and change up with the same pitch. Let's be honest here. Come on. <laughs> so you, the fastball was 62. The change up was 58. Come on. Yeah, we... We told we said those guys had three pitches. They have a slow ball, slower, and slowest. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so, did you guys ever get the chance to play at uh, Angel Stadium, like say high school tournaments or like that? Did you guys ever have an opportunity for that? That's still, still my dream. I was able to go out last Thanksgiving. They had like a canned food drive, so where you donate cans and you get out to uh, have some BP out there, shack some balls. Um, my high school that I went to actually made it to the championship and played on the field the year after I graduated. Oh no, that's terrible. Oh no. So, a few, few seniors that we graduated, it was the same team. We were good, except we lost me and a couple other seniors and they made it the next season. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of hurt, but no, nah, never got to, to play at a big league like that. So. That's a shame. Like I said, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I got to go in the kingdom. Uh, and somehow they arranged a high school game. And it was it was very odd because it was the, the field, the turf, you could dribble the baseball. And I, I just the, the sponge behind it was, was absolutely crazy there. Wow. And uh, playing in a 60,000 uh, stadium with uh, maybe 150 people in there was really odd. <laughs> so I, I can feel what the pros are going through now. I've been there. I know exactly what it's like. <laughs> And yet, still, the uh, attendance that day was higher than the average Marner game. <laughs> oh, ouch. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we were chatting with Robbie Arnson, who, uh, Robbie was, uh, he, no, it was Robbie, yeah. He did uh, uh, the matchsticks at his retail shop and um, FC Fielder's Choice Goods. Um, he's in the same area as you, and he's a massive Angels fan as well. Um, so, I, so I'm going to ask you the same question I asked him. Uh, how do you feel about Mike Trout's best years being wasted right now? Oh, um, it hurts. I feel for him. Um, honestly, I'm used to it, I guess I can say. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, I wouldn't want him anywhere else, but I still, I do feel for him. I honestly think the, the coaching staff, besides the, the manager, is just – that's where we need to upgrade. We haven't upgraded there. We'll, we'll, we'll change – Socha was, was fine. It's everybody behind Socha that I feel, front office-wise too. It's – I don't know. We don't make the right moves, come free agency, uh, trades. We haven't had a decent team in a while. So – and that has nothing to do with the actual players. That's all – everybody else um but yeah it it does kind of kind of suck that he's 
yeah, wasting those years, I guess, for championship-wise. He's, he's stacking up his stats, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, because I've seen a lot of parallels between him and Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, I, I grew up in Seattle. I was a huge Griffey fan. And you're like, yeah. you got to put a team behind this guy because this guy's amazing. And you're just kind of going, nope, not going to happen this year. And it took us a long time to actually get good. Um, so, like, I, I just see the parallels of Mike Trout and – and with Otani and Rendon, it's like it's, you guys have the hitting. It's just the pitching you're missing still. Right, right. So, so Jose, let's move from Major League Baseball and your fandom to what you do now, which is the baseball artist. Um, you customize baseballs with artwork using armed with only a blue ballpoint pen. Yeah. Um, how did that start? I know you only began last year, according to your website, which is, of course is the baseballartist.com. Um, talk to us about how you first discovered your love of doing that and how you then turned your passion into uh, the, the job that it is now. Well, I, I've drawn my whole life. Since a little kid, I, I used to draw. I love to draw. Um, I used to be a big baseball card collector. Um, I used to organize my baseball cards in the eight-card pages. And I separated them by team and then by division. So I would draw, on one paper, I would draw the, the logos of each division. And that was like at 10, 12 years old. By then I already had drawing logos pretty decently. So now when I draw logos on baseballs, it's, it's, it's nothing. But um, it was always with pen. I mean, it was always a pencil, maybe colored pencils. When it came to ink, paint, markers, I, I stayed away. I, I never got the same result. So I've drawn my whole life, all through schools, all art, a uh, couple classes after high school. Uh, the one year, the one semester I took of college after high school, uh, I tried like graphic design, anything to do with computers with, and drawing, and it just didn't, it didn't feel the same. So it was, I always went back to drawing. Um, how this project started the whole baseball drawing on baseballs I used to be also be an autograph collector I go seek autographs so I always had baseballs in hand so the weekend I want to say a couple of days after I think it was a weekend that uh, Luis Balbuena from the Angels passed um, a couple of days after his death like it hit, it hit, it hit me hard I, I, like I said, my angels are my team, so I, I follow them uh, religiously, and every time I always pay attention to the to the players. And he was one of the biggest. He was the the life of the dugout, you could say. So he was a big fan favorite. So when he passed, it hurt. Um, I picked up a baseball, started drawing on it. Uh, Luis Valbuena was the first one. I started drawing it, drew his name, sketched him a little bit, his little bat flip he used to do. And then I drew every single logo of every team he played on, which was about five or six teams he played on during his MLB career. Um, drew with the pencil. And then, all right, let me try it. Let me try it with the pen. So I went over it with the pen. And it was decent. You know, I showed it around, showed it to my, my family, put it on my, my Instagram, my Facebook. People started liking it. Like, you, can, you can go somewhere with this. I'm like, you think so? They're like, yeah. I'm like, all right. Um, that's where it started, honestly. And from there on, I just started, um, I would 
draw a ball for angel players and gift it to them. So I would give it to them um, either autograph signings or before the game, if I could get, get to them. And in return, I would just say, if you can post it on your social, social media. Um, that's how I started. And so far it's been going pretty well. Um, the pandemic kind of hurt me, uh, canceling most of the season. Uh, that was my, my, pro my promoting was getting to the players and having them obviously uh, put my ball on their social media so I couldn't get to them. But I uh, grew close to a couple of them, so I'm in contact with, with a few of them. Um, Alex Curry from the Angels, she's an Angels uh, broadcaster reporter, uh, got close to her. Uh, I, gave, I gifted her a ball, and, and re she actually reached out to me to do a ball for her of her dogs, and that one turned out pretty well. Yeah, it was, it was pretty – it was kind of nerve-wracking. Uh, nerve um, she's kind of like a celebrity, so I was like my first celebrity. And one of the dogs had passed. It was her dog. Uh, so she's like, I want to do – one of the dogs that passed and then the two other dogs kind of her brother or sister. I'm like, okay, so three dogs on one ball. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And that was my first time doing anything besides a human. So but honestly, it, it brought out the best of me. It was a challenge. I took it and it brought out the best and it turned out pretty well. Um, but yeah, that, that's how it all got started. Yeah, I was noticing that. I was, um, how long does it take you to do one panel? Because I was looking at your website and you do the four different panels of baseball. So if you're going to do one panel, how long would it take you? Just a rough estimate. I know it would vary from piece to piece. Yeah, it varies on the sketch. It varies on the person, player, pet, whatever it is. Uh, depends on the reference picture, how clear it is, detailed. Um, I'd say about for actual sketch, maybe three to four hours. Not yeah. too bad. And, Not too I bad. Was, I was going to say, and who is the first uh, MLB player you, you gave a ball to? First MLB player was Keenan Middleton of the Angels. Mm -hmm. I remember him. He, he had a, the Angels had a, what's it called? Moving day, I think it is called. Mm -hmm. He, he uh, Andrew Heaney, I might, I might be mistaken other, other players that were there to sign but I know uh, I gave him a ball and he loved it. And I actually, I've done three for him already. Um, but he was, he was the first. Yeah. Sorry, John, I didn't mean to take over the interview. Go jump back in. That's quite all right. That was quite all right. Um, let's move from your art and what you do to the project, which is the Negro League Art Foundation uh, fundraiser. Um, First off, what do the Negro Leagues mean to you as an American, as a baseball fan, as an artist? And also, uh, how did you get involved in the project? Well, it means, it means a lot. I mean, as I said earlier, my idol was Frank Thomas, you know, and after him, right after him, very close is Griffey. You know, those two guys, I mean, they were like the life of MLB back in the day. Um, without them, who knows? So for the Negro Leagues that have paved the way for them, you know, if all that would have happened, who knows? So it, it means, it means a lot. Um, I, 
I would always be interested. I would find if I like run into a book somewhere about the Negro Leagues, I would pick it up. Um, I was always fascinated about the numbers and stats of those players back then compared to the guys now or the guys in MLB um, history and who would actually like be close to like the Mickey Mantles and Babe Ruth of MLB, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it means, it means a lot. And for me, it was a huge honor, huge honor. I, I couldn't believe that I would be able to participate in, in something like this. Um, how I found out was the guy that put it together, Tad, Tad reached out to me on Instagram and I was like, without a doubt, of course, yes, I'll do it. I mean, it wasn't that, you didn't have to do much for me to say yes. You know, it was, it's huge. It's huge. So what have you put together for the fundraiser? <laughs> right now I got a little something going on Instagram. I did like a little bracket. So I did, I have my three or four guys I want to do a ball of. And then I have four other guys, uh, Root Foster, Foster, Turkey Stearns, uh, Mule Suttles, and uh, who's the fourth guy? I had four guys. I did a bracket of them, kind of like a, like a playoff bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people would vote, vote who, and then the, the winner would be that. That's the, the fourth or fifth ball I would do. So something like that, I, I did that. I started that on Instagram. Um, so far, that's about it. Uh, I haven't announced yet as to who I'm going to do yet. I do want to try to stay away from the people that everybody else does. The Statue Page, uh, just Jackie Robinson. Um, I want to bring out other guys. I, I read into it. I found some unique stories um, about these these players so um for now that's that's what i have going on nothing nothing yet Tad mentioned the same thing he he really started looking into it more and more and the stories he was finding were were really fascinating he's like i i i have to like pull myself away from the computer he was telling me he was just like the stories that you hear about these is obviously amazing uh yeah you know we're only getting you know a brief glimpse into it now yeah, like one of the players I do plan on doing a ball on, I think his name is Willie Wells. Um, he played in the Mexican League um, a lot. So he got the nickname El Diablo, which means the devil. Right. So to me, me being Mexican, Mexican heritage, that meant a lot. So I'll be doing one of him just because of that and, and throwing in there El Diablo somewhere there on the ball. So um Cool Papa Bell has some crazy stories. That yeah. guy, he, he's famous, but I, I just got to, I have to. He's just crazy stories you hear about him. Um, I think Mule Suttles is the one that there's a story about him that he hit like a 600-foot bomb or something. Right. One time. I, th- I think it was him or, or somebody else, like like someone someone big like that, big and strong like that. Yep. Uh, his, his stature. So that'll be fun. Yeah, it's been fun. Like I said, I've been trying to do some research here and there and find what I can. And it, it's, I guess it's more accessible for us now. So we say, like, uh, I, said I graduated high school in 94. And I, whatever information was whatever the library had for me. You know, I wouldn't have known any difference. I, right. I wonder if it was the same for you. You know, we're, now we yeah. have access to this stuff and go, oh, wow, there's a lot more information. And now I'm curious because I have the time to find out more. 
Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Now, Jose, you brought up your Mexican heritage. Um, what do the Negro Leagues mean to you from that standpoint as being a non-white minority other than a black person? Um, is there, is there a, is there, do you have any kind of a connection to the Negro Leagues and the struggle that they kind of were part of for so long uh, before, before integration? Um, well, that's, a, that's one thing I'm, I'm planning on uh, doing some more research on as well. Uh, for my because of my heritage and the Hispanic players I'm sure I'm sure they went through a lot um, probably not the same but I'm sure they, they went from went through some discrimination also but again they paved the way the Negro players paved the way for any other Hispanic player so yeah it, it means a lot awesome um, that's all from me so Jason if you don't have anything else we'll open some uh, some cards I'm good. Like I said, we got everything covered. Um, I've got my baseball cards here. So you got a choice of which one you want to open. I've got 87 or 87 tops. You got 89 Donruss. 1990 score. 91 Stadium Club. 92 Donruss. I got choices here. 93 uh, was it Leaf Studio. And then if you want to go modern, I've got 2020 big leagues. Oh, no, we're going to go old school. Let's go to, uh, what was it, 87 tops? Yeah, 87 tops. Let's do that. All right, uh, I'll send you the gum. Because <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. sure. it's still there. <laughs> uh, I, I did that. I, so for well, we open the cards because I do a Wax Facts Wednesday. And I, I was helping a buddy out, set up a card shop out here. And... Uh, uh, we had a pack of uh, 81 tops and I ate the gum and yeah, never again. So <laughs> yeah, I tried it too. I tried it too. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> you, you have to. Yeah. Why not? It's, so it's stuck to the back of the card. So cool. I'll, 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 yeah, it's not coming off. All right. So we'll just go with what we got here and see what we pull. So we'll start off with the 86 record breaker. We got Davy Lopes. I remember Dave yep. Lopes. Was yep. uh, he stills uh, stolen bases. Oh gosh! Cliff Speck of the Braves. I'm lost. You heard it? Have you ever heard of this guy? I don't even remember. I, I collected '87 tops. I don't remember this guy. Not that guy. Ozzy Virgil. Yeah, heard of him. Yeah, he was a catcher. Yeah. He kind of bounced around. But I remember well, him. You'll know this guy, Mike Schmidt. Oh yeah. So yeah, I got a, I have an order for him. Oh, do you? All right, yeah. yeah. Is it a Mike Schmidt collector or a fan or just a... Cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Luis Aquino, the pitcher. I don't remember him much. No. A lot of people would recognize this guy. Mitch Wild Thing Williams. Wild Thing, yeah. <laughs> so he has rookie card here. Let's see. Yeah, that's his first year there. Of course, known for giving up the home run. It was a 92, 91 World Series. Yeah, Carter. There you go. Here's another random Yankee. John's a Yankee fan. So you got Joel Skinner. Mm -hmm. I think it actually was Joel Skinner. Uh, haven't, like haven't heard of him. Oh, man. Ray Soft. Yeah, but again, no. No, we're not having much luck here. Is that a catcher named Soft? No, he's a pitcher. So you, 
picture. <laughs> it was definitely a picture. I thought he was a pitcher, uh, a catcher there. I was going to think, I was thinking like a catcher named Soft. He would have got in the summer amount of abuse for that. <laughs> Terry Pohl. He was an outfielder for the Astros quite a long time. Yeah. Terry Pohl. Terry Pohl. There was he also was... a player named Dick Pohl, wasn't there? There was Dick Pohl, yes. <laughs> and he played for the Portland Beavers as well, too. So, got all covered. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, we've got The Rock, Tim Raines, and his Expo stuff. Uh, it's a, like, you like the powder yeah. or the white ones jerseys there, but uh, you always see Tim Raines in his later years in those 90 cards playing for random teams there. It's never any fun. Yeah. Tim Raines was a Yankee, wasn't he, at one point? I think so. He, he kind of bounced around those later years. Because he was in VR Baseball 99, which is one of the earliest video games I played. And uh, he, was, he was there. He was on there. <laughs> he, he knows everything post-99. That's the only reason he knows anything ever. <laughs> everything else is like, never heard of that guy. We, we opened a pack of cards. He didn't know anybody. I was like, okay, fair enough. We'll just stop opening cards with you. <laughs> I'm well-versed in the 1970s Yankees, but that's that's more or less it. And the 1902 Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> All right. We got Ozzy Gian. Yep. He's the, he was the White Sox manager when they won the World Series. All right, yes. I, got, I got one for you, Jose. I've been doing a ball for Ozzy, too. I got in contact with Ozzy. Oh, awesome. yeah? <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, he wants cool. a ball of, of himself. <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah. it is. All right. Have That's you started it yet? Is there any pictures of it yet? Or is it just a, a commission that he'll have to wait until actually he shares it? Was, it? it was just a gift. I, I, contacted him. I contacted him. He replied on my – sent me a few pictures. Actually, I think he liked one of my posts. He liked one, then I messaged him, like, I'll do one for you. And in return, just throw it on your social. He's like, all right. Might send me a few pics. He's like, all right. He sent me a few pictures. Nice. So, That's cool. Yeah. It's always Maybe. nice when you, you get people actually that reach out to you and actually respond yes. to things there. Uh, that, that, that always makes my day. I'm always like, look at this. And then I was like, who's this guy? He's like, oh, it's like, you don't know him. He was an 80s player. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I go straight to my dad. My dad knows. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I got one person to tell. I've got a, uh, an angel for you. Jerry right. Marin. Oh, never heard of him. <laughs> I, wasn't he a coach or something like that? Yeah, I thought it was that. All right, we're down to the last couple cards here. Gino Petrolli. Oh, just a catcher for the Rangers. I don't really remember him. No, no luck. No McGuire. No Bonds. We don't have any luck here. Yeah. Tom Neenfauer. Neenfauer. Yeah. Pitcher. Uh, Bill Schroeder. Nice mustache. That's exactly what I was thinking. That was the first thing I thought. Like, it's got a killer mustache. That's a major league mustache right there. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, he's a, he's a catcher. He wouldn't even see it until he was at the bat. All right. One of the most all-time famous batting stances, Julio Franco. Oh, yeah. He's still playing, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we'll, we'll end up with the, my gum card, Roger Mason. Don't remember him. I, mean, no. I, I can't even read the stats with the gum stuck to the back of him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> all right, Jose, uh, thanks a million for coming on. Uh, we had a blast hey, talking you, with man. you. Uh, where can everyone find your work? Um, well, uh, the baseballartist.com. That's, that's my website. You can order there. 
there's a gallery there, little info about myself. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the baseball artist. That's where I have my every, every single project or ball or commission I do will be posted there along on Facebook as well, the baseball artist. I'm also on Twitter. Um, don't do it that much. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, that I think is underscore uh, baseball artist. It is uh, you today, so that's definitely it. Yeah. But thank, thank you guys. This is, this is fun. I really appreciate you guys uh, doing this for not just for me, but all the artists in this uh, virtual show fundraiser. That's going to be really, really fun. Like I said, for us, like there's no, we just, I was talking before with you, I was saying there's only a hundred people that, you know, play baseball in Scotland. So for us, chance to talk baseball is something like, we're, we don't care. We're sitting up to one o'clock in the morning. This is a lot of fun for us. <laughs> yeah. Thank and you so much for joining us tonight, Jose. And uh, hope to chat with you again soon, man. Um, keep us posted yeah, on your latest projects. I will. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, good meeting you. It was fun. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. If I ever back your way, we'll catch an Angels game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. All right, man. Have a good one, Jose. All right. You too, guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.